Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugolo, and on this show, I interview artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. Now, have you ever considered or fantasized about writing a children's book? My guest today, Barbara Tibbetts, is the author of a series called The Lookbook. The Lookbook. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much, Linda. It's just so fun to be here today. And I'm so excited to hear about The Lookbook. So The Lookbook is actually a scavenger hunt series. It's designed for four to 12-year-olds, but of course, it really can go to any age group. Um, my first book was actually in Nantucket, and I did it with my daughter's brownie troop, and it looked like this. This was the beginning. So it looked like just a paper pamphlet. It basically was, and the girls were given uh, pencils so they could mark off when they would see things. I needed something to teach the girls about the island on a brownie trip. So this was the island of Nantucket. Nantucket, and it was a scavenger hunt, did you say? It was a scavenger hunt, exactly. It's a scavenger hunt series. So there are lots of different pictures in the book that are of items that are on the location, and I picked Nantucket um, just because it was a fun place to go. And it has evolved from that to this. And what happens in the book is in the back of the book now, we, we've gotten rid of the pencil so the parents don't have to worry about where the pencils are, and we put stickers in. Uh -huh. And throughout the book, there are pictures, same thing, same idea, there are pictures, and when you find the picture, you put a little sticker right here that says you found it so you know that you found it. There's a little write-up on each page about what you're seeing, and then some, some have fill-in-the-blanks, some, some have uh, a little history about what it is, and so the children... Um, it's designed to engage the children. So when they're in a location that the parents might want to see a little bit more, the kids aren't always tugging at you saying, hey, mom, let's go here. I, we found um, that brownie trip. I, I was like, wow, I'm on to something. And so in time, uh, I learned to publish a book. And it has evolved from a book that was about two by three inches to the five and a half by six that it is now with a lot more color. Mm -hmm. And to include also our plush mascot Hunter, who is now part of our series and is... Uh, so Hunter is what? Hunter is... Oh, thank you. Hunter is an owl. He's a cute owl with big, big eyes and a beak, and he has a very, very wide tummy that makes him very special and huggable, and he's also very, very soft as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the beginning. Um, had you fantasized about writing a book before for kids, or was this something that... You always wanted to be an author, or how did this... No. <laughs> I was actually a kindergarten teacher, as well as I was originally planning on going to art school, and then I ended up choosing to become a teacher. So I kind of feel like it was just the universe at work, sort of pulling all of my different uh, attributes together in, into this, and it really was born out of the love of children. And in, my, in this case, since it started with my daughter's brownie trip, the love of my children. And I just, as a mom, you kind of need something to do other than just taking care of your kids. Not that you don't love your kids, because you do, but you know, you need to stimulate your brain. And it sort of just 
started that way as more of a hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, and that I was able to, for several years, sort of drop it when the kids needed me and enjoy them, but also give myself something to do. And now that my last one is out of high school and on to his life, and the other two are doing the same thing. Um, I'm now, it's become a full-fledged business and it is growing by leaps and bounds, which is so exciting. So the journey really was not planned in the beginning. So tell me again, the, the genesis, you had the Brownie Troop yep. that were on at Nantucket. Why did you feel, what, what came up that you said, I wanna create this? Well, I wanted something to teach the girls about the island. And when, when I was sort of running that, that troop visit, and I just felt like the girls would, would engage better in what they were seeing if they sort of had something in their hands. Mm. I also really wanted the moms to kind of enjoy themselves, thinking that this might also be a way for the moms to um, not be tugged at the whole time. Uh, and it ended up working. That was the, that sort of amazed me. Mm -hmm. And someone said, you should market this. And I don't know whether it was um, a voice from beyond or a friend. If that friend knows that they said that to me, I'd love to hear it because uh, I don't really know. But that began my journey of trying to figure out how to fund it and how to publish it. And then one book led to the next led to the next, and now I have over 15 books in the series, not all in print anymore, and uh, one coming out, Plymouth Mass, is coming out um, the end of October, and then I've also been researching Gettysburg and uh, the Constitutional Walk in Philadelphia, and they will also be coming out hopefully within the next six months. So in, in now it's growing to the point where I'm sort of looking for people to help create the books too. And it's, like I said, it's grown, grown into this business and uh, just having a lot of fun with it. I, I, I think that's really important that you mm -hmm. enjoy what you're doing. And I really find that I am. Hunter was a, an interesting um, adventure too. I really wanted to do a plush, but I didn't really know how. So um, the internet is a wonderful thing. And I found somebody to create a prototype for him. And then you think, how do you raise funds to do that? And I did it through iFundWomen, which is a crowdfunding source for women um, founders, women entrepreneurs. And uh, lo and behold, he showed up about a year later. So it was a little over two plus year process. And now he is actually a marketing tool for the books, but he sort of is developing his own life. Mm -hmm. Which means what? Which means that he is... We are creating him more, going beyond the books. He will, um, it, we are working on an ed tech piece to him where he will interact with the books or there'll be a QR code within the next book I do. There'll be a QR code where he'll pop up and sort of tell you about the, the book and he'll be more of a, uh, more of a cartoon look than the fluffy, furry thing that, that he is right now. But the hopes is that when we, as we expand and hopefully expand into the ed tech field, he's a little bit softer and, a, and so children will relate to him better than, than a, the book, even though the book has the content, you need something to sort of draw young children in. Mm -hmm. And what do you hear about the books? I have actually heard very positive feedback from many different sources. I think my favorite story of my books is um, a gr grandparents that reached out to me from Chatham, because I have a Chatham book, 
and which actually I have to give my sister-in-law credit for that one because she actually wrote it. She's Summers in Chatham. That's the only book that I haven't written. But they reached out to me um, asking about a couple of locations. And what they were doing was they were going to each location and taking a picture of them at the location to share with their children in California, or grandchildren in California, because the grandchildren couldn't travel. So they wanted to show where they lived. And they sent me pictures and showed me this whole experience they had with their grandchildren. And I, it was sort of at that moment, and that was relatively recently, that I realized how this is touching people's lives. I was just sort of doing it because it was fun, and I get to travel, and I get to see different places and learn the history, and I, and I really have been enjoying that. But then I realized what that's done. And it's also used by classrooms as well. I had some, uh, a classroom go to free, the Freedom Trail. and That's eat, in Boston. In Boston, right, the Freedom Trail in Boston, which is uh, a all about our history, you know, our history of our country. And they, each of the children had a book and the teachers and the parents were like, this was awesome because the children were so engaged in what they were seeing because they were constantly looking around, which is the whole point of it. So now I get proof of concept rather than just people just kind of saying, oh, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. It, it's selling, um, which is always good. But I also love that there's a connection being made with people, yes. families, people, groups. Yes. I can. I also, as you mentioned, of uh, this family in Chatham taking photographs, I was thinking Instagram pages of people, you know, sh snapping shots of themselves in different locations. And I've actually had that with Hunter. Uh -huh. I've had people who have purchased Hunter and they have sent me pictures of, of where they are with Hunter. And it's, it's really kind of interesting to see adults getting excited about Hunter too, because it's really the adults that are sending me the pictures, not necessarily the children. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I picture the adult smiling, laughing and, um, you know, enjoying this situation with Hunter. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a great concept because if you think about families traveling with kids, there is always that concern of, oh, the kids aren't going to, they'll get bored or they won't, you know, parents may be interested in history or museums or whatever, the kids are not interested. How do you create some uh, way for the children to find their own way in Exactly. It brings them down. It brings it down to their level mm -hmm. and their focus because children definitely see things differently than we do. Mm -hmm. And so where you're, you're as a parent listening to this long explanation of something and the children tune out after, you know, 10 or 15 seconds, most children. And so this allows them to sort of bring back to the location that they're that they're enjoying. Mm -hmm. I also have an app as well. And the app has allowed me, it's diff, a little bit different from the book, it's still a scavenger hunt app, and I'm working with a company called Tour Buddy, and, which is a wonderful, another wonderful group of women, uh, sisters that have, that have this beautiful company. And it, within the app, I, I can do smaller locations. So I can do inside a museum and just have five or ten pictures so that the, the child can have the app open and they can find the different things within the museum. And as well as it, it I do have other locations, but I find that that's a very good use for, for the app. And the parents always have their phone with them, so it's not like they have to worry, you know, find the book or whatever. It's right there. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting because it's so scalable. That's what I'm in the process of doing right now is scaling. I have um, actually changed distributors to a different company that is talking about going global, actually, and uh, getting it really into the hands of as many people as possible through classrooms and libraries and airports. Ho hopefully you keep watching. You'll find my books at the airport. 
That's, that is really exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. So how did you begin? I mean, you know, a lot of people are interested in publishing. They think the whole, the whole experience must be very confusing and complicated. How did you figure it out? A book. <laughs> to be quite honest, I found a book on publishing, and I found a wonderful publisher in there that I've worked with the entire time that I've had the book. Wow. And what the, is the name of the book? The, the, what, what the book? Oh, what was the oh, name of that book? Do you remember? I don't remember. Oh, we'll put it in the notes. Okay, okay. I'll have to go. It's on my bookshelf. Okay. Um, but but that, people could find out how to publish by looking up how to publish. Exactly. And the book actually led me to a publishing company I was comfortable with. It had a lot of very good ratings. And, um, and then as I contacted people and talked with them, because it wasn't the only publishing company, of course, that I talked to. I talked to several different ones. And they were the ones that I felt the most comfortable with. And they're, um, they're still engaged with me. In fact, they are the ones who had the first hunter arrive at their location. Uh, so, they, so they are engaging me as a person, which I really like. I mean, you really, we all want this personal connection, which mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are somewhat losing, but still trying to hold on to. And uh, so I also, it was also the internet, I will say, you know, I've been in business seven years, so I started this whole thing probably about 10 years ago. Um, and there wasn't as much internet and possibilities then, but still, I still did use that as a resource in, on how to publish. And it is, it is a bit scary, uh, but it was more, I, I guess I had so much support from my family and friends that I felt, um, I guess, validated that I, could, that I could actually make this happen. You're still on your own, you're still doing it yourself, it's still your money, but when people see the product and they say, wow, this is really cool, or I like this for my, you know, for my sister-in-law, or I'd like this for whoever, I, I feel that that has really helped me to grow. And I, and I do wanna do a little shout out to my sister-in-law, Joyce, who I know is watching, I'm gonna get teary, but she has been um, there for me the whole time, been my cheerleader right in the background. Among many others, I mentioned my other sister-in-law who actually wrote one of the books, so she showed me that this was a cool thing and she wanted to be involved in it, and the many friends that have also um, contributed. And I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to list all of them, but I'm going to start with Allison because Allison was the one that was there at my first book festival, so cheering me on, and my friend Tracy was there as well um, after, after that. And my kids, oh my gosh, my kids um, are... are are my support as well. Uh, my, all of them have done something in the business and my youngest son is the one who lifts a lot of boxes of books. So would you say that you, know, you happen to be blessed with you know, an incredibly supportive community or was there something that you did that people could think about and how to you know, find the support or create the support around them? I think I'm just really blessed. Mm -hmm. with an incredibly supportive family and friends. But I also learned to ask for help. And mm -hmm. I think that was a big ch shift in my life when all of this happened, mm -hmm. was um, asking. And you, it's amazing when you ask people how they lend their support to you. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think, like I said, we all want that connection. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what my books do. My books connect me with lots of my family and friends, and they connect uh, you know, people to people and uh, grandparents to grandchildren and... Actually, can I tell you one other funny story? Sure. This happened on Nantucket, too. It was a group of women who were there with their husbands, and they wanted to shop. So they actually purchased books for their husbands so that they could compete while the women shopped. That's another really good story that it lends itself to adults as well as families. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Now, you did mention the idea of other people writing books for you in different places. Tell, tell us more about that. That is just a process that's starting. My sister-in-law, of course, did Chatham because she, that, that's where she grew up summering, so she really knew the, knew the area really well and, and was able to help me with that one. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how that's going to work, to be honest. I'm n not sure. Uh, I, I'm sort of setting up templates on how I do it, how I create the book, how I research it, create it, take pictures. And then I hope to find some people that would like to also contribute a place that they're familiar with um, or a place that they want to go and see how that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, here I'm brainstorming. But Excellent. <laughs> I'm, I'm always open for suggestions. I'm thinking about uh, not, not regular travel agents, but people who lead people on tours. That's a really good idea, yes. Yeah, and you know we've had some people on the show who have done that, but there are many people who, you know, lead, well, there's some tours that may be more geared towards adults, like a wine tour of Italy, but some of them may be more family-oriented. But even if they aren't, it may be, you know, a way for, again, for the parents to be able to get what they want while they keep their kids engaged. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's an excellent idea. I'll have to think about um, reaching out to because that is people that are familiar with travel, enjoy travel, and they probably probably take good pictures too because they travel and then people that travel tend to take nice Ab pictures. Absolutely. So anyone watching the show, yes, if, you, if you are, if this is your niche, you know, definitely make a comment for sure. Please do. That's yes. great. So you seem to be so thrilled about the work that you do. What was something that was, did you ever hit a stumbling block, a bottleneck, an obstacle that made it hard for you to continue? Has it been an easy road the whole way? I'd like to say no. Um, and I wouldn't say that I regret any of the things that happened. Um, I think it was all learning. Um, but I will say about a year ago, I wasn't sure whether to sort of close up shop and sell my inventory or whether to continue. And something has pushed me forward and lots of more wonderful things are happening. So I guess that was probably my stumbling block. It was just my kids, kids were growing up and was this really what I wanted to spend my time doing? And I realized it was. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's really a stumbling block or just mm -hmm. a time in my life where I made a choice to keep going. And with that choice now, it's, it's expanding. So it's really fun to see that happening. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess, I guess that, would, that would definitely be the answer. Mm -hmm. And what, what kind of mindset do you think it takes to create something like this? To create, for any entrepreneur, I would say create um, one, persistence and patience, and you need to really enjoy it. So joy in the journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So persistence because? Because some days you get up and you aren't sure how it's going to go. You're, you know, you're not getting the same re response from people that you would like. And you have to sort of step back and think, okay, what other angle can I go with this? And that's, a, that's exactly what I've been doing. And each time I sort of just, let's see, what can I, where can I go with this and what can I do? I seem to be able to then pick it up and take a, 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 like a leap forward as opposed to just a step mm -hmm. forward. So, so as things may not go as you envision it. That's life. That's life. life. To, to look at what else are possibilities 
And that's what you mean by persistence. Keep, keep at what, if one thing doesn't work, what's the next thing to try? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think you also need to really be aware of the things that people are saying around you because a lot of what I learned was from other people. When I changed my book from what I had to what I have now, I had to, I had to sort of put myself out there and find a way to do that. Um, I also I, I wanted to give a shout out to my niece as well, who actually helps me now produce all of these books. Um, she, she is wonderfully generous with her time. And, but I wasn't sure how the reason I say that is I had, I guess that would be a stumbling block um, in, that I had to be persistent in is that I didn't um, know InDesign, which is what, what this is created on, and I tried to learn it, and I just, just couldn't do it. And it was very expensive to continue using the person that was creating the books to do that. And my, my niece knows InDesign and, and sort of took over. So it was persistence. I was like, okay, there's got to be a way. I kept trying, and it wasn't working, and I was having dinner with her one night. and She's like... I can do that for you, Aunt Barbara. So you never know where that help is going to come. But I kept, I kept at it. And I'm like, there's got to be a way to do this that mm -hmm. I can afford. You know that the, the funds will allow um, going forward. And it really, so it, it has been persistence and it was patience. And you, you do have days. I mean, in life we have days, right? We wake up and go, oh, you know, what's this day going to bring, kind of thing. But if you get out of bed and you say, hmm, let's see, what, what can I be thankful for today? And um, it seems that all those things start to, to, to come in and, and you can really enjoy what you're doing. So patience because things take longer than you want them oh, to? Oh, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they certainly do, yes. They definitely take longer um, than you think they're going to. Or, and then sometimes they don't. But I would say there, for me, there was a huge learning curve on everything that I did. Every, every, my kids laugh that I can actually do this on a computer because I'm so computer illiterate. Uh, and it, it, but it was, it's a learning curve, so everything does take. And I've had to be persistent to learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you mentioned was enjoying the process. Yeah. Enjoying the journey. Enjoying I, the journey. I try and remind myself of that when I have a tough day, uh, that I really am having fun. I love meeting people like you, and I love getting out and um, learning about other entrepreneurs, and they give me ideas. And it, um, so it's sort of a, it, it, it expands my horizons in mm -hmm. so many ways doing this. So that's why I keep coming back to it. I keep enjoying it. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you might, it's some days you're sitting at the computer and you're like, all right, I've kind of had enough of this. But then I get out with other people and I see what other people are doing and I get inspired and, and I learn new things and it um, goes from there. Well, that's a great thing to remember too. Don't, don't keep yourself isolated, but to get out of your own environment and meet with other people. Because Absolutely. you can get inspired, you can pick up on their energy. If you're feeling like you're a little logy in that right. department, mm -hmm. then you can borrow yes. someone else's and, enthusiasm. And learn from them mm -hmm. as well. I, mm -hmm. I find I've, I've, I've learned to keep an open mind when someone says, oh, about this idea or that idea. And, and I may or may not use it, but it, it always helps to listen because it may stimulate something down the road or something an hour later. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I love these ideas about like mindsets and attitude and perspective, and I love to invite my guests to pull a card from uh -oh. and just riff on it a little bit, what it means to you. Ah, the vulnerability. You definitely need to be vulnerable when you are trying something new, and you need to understand that it's okay, that everybody has moments in their life when they're vulnerable, but... If we, if we didn't step out of our comfort zones and face our fears, 
I feel like we wouldn't grow and we wouldn't learn. And I feel um, being vulnerable through this experience with my friends and my family has um, brought me to this point. And now with a business that's expanding and the strategy is growing, and um, I am so glad that I took that step and faced that fear and became vulnerable because you absolutely do when you put something new out there. You actually do become very vulnerable. Yeah. So how can people find uh, your scavenger hunt books? Well, I have a website, and the website is uh, www.thelookbookhunt.com. We're on there. And we'll also be this week, if you're in the Boston area, or not this week, first week in November, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, we will be at the uh, Boston Christmas Festival at the Seaport if you're in Boston. If not, you can find us online. And um, you can find Hunter there as well as Hunter's Jewelry. I have a necklace that is, hunt is actually Hunter and earrings that are Hunter. You can also find that on my website as well as all the books that are in print. And Plymouth as of October 30th. That's so exciting. It is very well, exciting. congratulations Thank you. on the whole series. You're creating a, a wonderful experience for families. Thank you for having me, Linda. Yeah. This has really been fun. That's great. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode and feel so inspired to create your own peace in the world that you can share. And if you are feeling like you could use a little confidence, please be sure to download my free guided visualization for speaking confidence at lindayugolo.com speaking forward slash speaking confidence. Be sure to like, comment, and share these episodes and be sure to catch us on the next one. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugolo.com forward slash TV.